Dear Diary, it's day five after the election and we still have no president. I'm starting to lose hearing in my left ear and sight in my right eye. Coronavirus. <laughs> the orange one keeps talking about all that he wants to do and all that he plans to do. And I just can't help but think how beautiful it is to see a red flipped blue. God, please send a president. Send us Joe Biden. What's up, pop stars? We're back. Yo, yeah, we're back. Honey, I had to give y'all uh, <laughs> Alicia Keys moment. A diary. Pages in your heart, diary. A diary excerpt. I wanted to do Miss Seely, Dear God. Oh, dear maybe God. You could let, maybe you could send me a sign. Let me know what's happening to me. Because I really don't know what's going on out here. Don't I nobody mean, know. These streets are tough. Um, I have no clue what's going on over oh my in gosh. Um, Nevada. I have or Nevada. I have no Either clue way. what's going on over in Georgia, Pennsylvania. Please let me know what's going on. Arizona. Um, so, all right, pop stars, we are here for a new episode. Yes. Okay. And yes, at the time of this recording, a president has still not a president elect has not been announced. We're presidentless. Or anything. I mean, I think so, we all know. So, I mean, we all have a good feeling that, yes, Biden is going to come out victorious of this, but it is still so draining to have to go through yes. this and watch this. Um, and because we just recently did an episode on election fatigue, I don't want to spend too much time Me on neither. this. I just have one question. How many times have you watched the news this past week? I mean, it's it's ongoing. Like I, okay. I feel like I'm always watching the news. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm always watching the yes. news. And for me, it's tough because it's a double whammy. Like, not only do we have this current president, the current sitting president, who's just like making shit up, and I am telling you, out his ass. I'm not okay. Going. The next thing he's gonna know is be like, he's gonna, the next thing he's gonna say is like, aliens have put in new ballots that. Uh, should not be counted. Like, that's going to be, like, the next thing. Pennsylvania um, starts with a P, so therefore the so, election is rigged. Yeah, it's, like, it's horrible. So what is taking me from it, once again, and like I said, I don't want to spend too much time talking about okay. the election because I would love for this episode to be a yes. look over there moment. Yes, a distraction. Okay, like, election distraction. Like, let's just take yes. it away. But what it is taking away from are those historical wins that have already started to happen. Um, I feel like those people are not getting their shine. So, for instance, like Sarah McBride, who was going to be the first trans senator in the state of Delaware. Like, yeah. That's, like, amazing, right? But, like, we can't focus on that kind of stuff because all of this foolishness is going on. And to add to that, I think it's in New York that there are two out gay black men who just got elected to the house of I representatives as well so i love it so it's just shout like, out to both it's, of them it's so that's that part is frustrating um you know for me 
the moment of all of this election stuff, and then we can kind of move on for okay. me, was the MSNBC, well, a lot of the news outlets. So when Trump took to the podium to kind of address what was going on. Oh, you're um, talking about on Thursday. Then basically, cut. like, cutting him off. You need to cut the cameras. Right. <laughs> dead ass. Cut, cut the, cameras. the cameras. dead ass because he's not only lying, he's yes. making stuff up. He can't and we don't have time. Um, and so that's, that. it's just been interesting. Hopefully somebody, you know, Biden's going to pull it through. And um, I'm hopeful for that. Things are starting to look good. But we know anything can happen. If that if we have not learned anything from 2020, we definitely know that. Anything and so can happen. keeping my fingers crossed and my prayers lifted up. The only other thing I want to say about the election, and then we can move on, is I want to give a huge major shout out to Stacey Abrams. Mm. Stacey Abrams over for any of you who don't know Stacey's story, Stacey lost the gubernatorial race in Georgia in 2018 to uh was it uh the camp, what, I forget his first name or whatever. I don't know the boy's name, but yeah. Yeah, and so she has literally spent the last two years helping register more She's than 800,000 people, which is why you see Georgia flipping to blue right now. Yay, so, Stacey. Huge shout out to Stacey. Her entire uh, team, we did a, um, we highlighted Stacey in our For the Culture series and the the Fair Fight, uh, yep. I think it was her, their organization that she founded to, to help get people registered to vote and to stop voter suppression. And so this is just another big shout out from her. She's doing a huge one for the culture. Yep. So shout out to her. Shout out to Miss Girl. Okay, what else did you do this weekend besides right. election Let's stuff? Take that off. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, no, like, ele- like it was fine. Like, I went to an election, uh, right? A results uh, watch party. Okay, um, that was nice. Cool. That was done. I thought really well, considering everything that's going around with like the COVID landscape and everything. It was like outside, socially distanced. Mm-hmm. It was like fifteen of us, but we were like all in this big backyard, and there were like multiple places to go, so no one had to be on top of each other. But I thought that that was done really well and probably the highlight of my week. Um, I did get to finish Ratchet on Netflix, um, which is the uh, Sarah Paulson uh, series with um, that focuses on Nurse Ratchet, who is a character from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Right. Um, so I got to finish that series. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good series overall. I... Yeah, I, it definitely made me squirm in a lot of places. I was definitely a little little squirmy worm. Um, really? Just because of some of the stuff. Yeah, some of the stuff is like really hard to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, if you haven't watched it, I would definitely recommend. But it was it was pretty good. How and many I always love Sarah. Um, I think it's eight episodes, and so it's not crazy long. So when you say squirm, like give me an example cuz you know I'm not the hugest fan of like gore. So like, it's not too it's not extremely gory. Okay. Um it's just, you know, well, I'll take that back. There are some episodes that are gory, but it's not overly gory. I, I mean, would not say that it is. Is it like right on par with American Horror Story or a little bit more to the max? No, it's done a little bit. To me, mm-hmm. it's it's better than American Horror Story. Okay. Um, it's just done more. It's it, it looks to me a little bit more polished than American Horror Story. Okay. Um, there were some episodes that I did struggle with. There were some episodes that I was like, this is written like a high school play. <laughs> um, 
and that was problematic for me, but I kind of, you know, I just grind my teeth through it and got to the better episodes. Yeah, and get to the end. Um, But I thought it was pretty good, but like, for instance, some of the treatments that they are doing to the patients. See, Nurse Ratchet is actually set up in like a mental hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, And so some of the treatments that they do to some of the patients were tough to watch. And she she's a spinoff character from Asylum, right? No, she is a spinoff character from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which is an old movie from back in the day. What? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch an episode then. Yeah, Mildred Ratchet. Got you. Um, got you. Got you. And I got think you. it's this. If I am not mistaken, it's a Stanley Kubrick. I movie. think so. Yeah, um, I think so. That focuses on this, you know, um, now it kind of focuses on this, but yeah. Um, so the Sarah Paulson's character has some like extri- like some deep ties. I feel like we didn't even all the way get to. She has some like really deep internal things that I feel like the series didn't even get to explore. So mm-hmm. it might be like a season two. Oh, I'm sure. We'll see. Yeah. And it is Stanley Kubrick. You were correct. Yeah. So. Interesting. Okay. I'm, I may have to check out an episode then. Yeah. I also watched The Undoing. Um, so I started that. That's the one with I'm Nicole two Kidman episodes and Hugh Grant, into right? that. That's the, okay. new, that's the new HBO show with Nicole Kidman that looks a lot like Big Little Lies. I was going to say, it feels it Everything that Lies. HBO's been doing, but... Um, I don't know. It's entertaining. Maybe if I wasn't in quarantine, I wouldn't watch it, but it's it's so far very entertaining. Will you finish the season? I probably will because I want to figure out what happened. Okay. Okay. So yeah, um, anyone who's watching The Undoing, please let me know your thoughts. Would love to hear. Um, it seems like it's going to go... It seems like it's going to take us through a lot of hoops mm-hmm. already. Um, in the first two episodes, there's already a, um, a murder, an escape, and a, a finding of one of the suspects. And so it seems, I'm like, this is too easy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so they hit you with a bang and then they're yeah, going like, to go oh, back this, and I'm retrace. like, this already seems way right. too easy. Like, let's, so there's going to be some more. Yeah, yeah, so it seems like it's going to take us through a lot of loops. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm along for the ride, so. Okay. Cool. What, are, what else were you watching? What are you watching? This uh, week? So for all of my uh, Cartoon Network fandom kids, geeks out there, uh, Rick and Morty was just uh, the fi- the full fourth season was just released on HBO Max. So I had a chance to finally finish the season because I had, was able to watch all up to the mid season finale, and then I wasn't able to see the latter five episodes. But I went back and just watched the full entire season. It's really good. It's good. It's the the themes and stuff that they deal with in there. Um, obviously if you've watched Rick and Morty it's very adult and just how they cut the writing on the show I think is what draws me to it because they do it in the way that makes it on the surface it seems very lackluster and careless but there are levels like it's layers to it and it's very interesting on how they've decided to write this and it's funny it's very funny actually is it talk to me do you think it's funnier than Big Mouth uh 
yes. I think Funny because the big mouth. Uh, yes, because there's more there's an element of adventure to Rick and Morty because it deals with like space and earth and stuff like that. And Rick, Rick Sanchez is like this super genius scientist, but it also kind of like deals with his family. And so it deals with a lot of adult themes about being a father and you know, how the family's reacting to like his daughter, who is the mom of the other main character, her dealing with, Rick not being there when she was a child and so like her resentment issues and all of this other stuff but it's wrapped in like layers of fantasy and science and storytelling and stuff like that and yeah. so I think it's really funny so uh, but I watch that and then of course I I know you get sick and tired of what else was I watching you're probably watching the park and you That's know and you know it I'm almost done though so we don't got much longer I'm about to finish up season four I think there's only five seasons so I got one more season to go I think there, there may so be five or six one of the things that has started to kind of come and from some articles I've been reading is this idea of like comfort TV mm. um I know what you're talking like about what what is comfort TV and like I think what it's kind of categorized as is now is like all of these shows from yesteryear that are kind of making their way back yeah. or um, in some way either kind of either being brought into like syndication or streaming services or, revamping or being totally like revamped. Like Saved by the Bell. Um, Saved by the Bell. Uh, a number of reunion episodes that have started to happen. Yes. Um, so Didn't we say that the, the, the New York, I Love New York was doing a reunion and... They are... Um, but like a lot of sitcoms are starting to kind of come back as well. And so falling in the veins of like Fuller House and like some of those other ones, um, one day at a time, like this comfort, this idea of like comfort TV is starting to kind of creep back in. And it's a very interesting conversation because I think many times on this podcast, I've talked about like, can we get something new? Can we get something exciting? Mm -hmm. But I think that there is something to be said. Um, you and I had a conversation earlier uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago about like during this time where things are, you know, well, there's not nothing to do. Certain yeah. and you kind of, um, you might be burnt out watching kind of television and stuff like that. This idea of comfort TV is really helping a lot of people get through this. Um, and it's, and it's almost in the idea or, or in the sense that, um, you know, it makes you feel good to kind of relive those moments, mm-hmm. right? Like it makes you feel good to kind of go back and see, you know, or maybe there were things, things you didn't understand or how you process yeah. it now as an adult. Yeah. Um, and so exactly. there's a really great, um, I cannot remember the name of the, um, author, but a really great article about comfort TV during this time and just how, um, h- how medicinal it's actually been. I definitely think I have skewed, Especially during this time, I have skewed away from TV that is real. Um, like The Undoing, for example. I don't want to really oh, like deal with that's realistic type problems. I want to be like, I want to go on an adventure. I want to like be taken, I want to escapism, basically. That's what okay. I want out of my TV and movies right now. I don't want to deal with like that. real. I love. You do. And I was like, I don't know if I can just I, I, sit down and watch this right yeah. now. So I do. I love these docu series that I'm watching. <laughs> the, uh, what are the seduced? Seduced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not ready those, to deal with that. <laughs> those are my shows. I'm yeah, deeply uh, in love. Um. Okay. Well, let's go on and get into our next segment that we like to call Woo Chow. Um. 
I don't really have a lot this week, so okay. This whole week well, has been a wheel child. Start with what you do have. Let's okay. start. Let's see your homework. What do you have? So first off, I just want to give a major, pay major respects to a TV legend who is going through some things right now, and that's Ooh. Al Roker. Oh, okay. Um, Al Roker just announced on Friday, this past Friday, that he. I was diagnosed with prostate cancer and that it was aggressive, which is bad, but they caught it really early so they're able to take care of it. And so he's going to be having surgery, I think, this week to remove his prostate um, and Mm. hopefully get him back on the right track. So all prayers and well wishes to Al and his family um, and his TV family while he deals with this. Al has been on TV for decades. Y- yes, years. <laughs> I, yeah, he was so, the first weatherman that I really do remember. Same. Me too. So, um, um, so I, I just want to give a shout Well, first black weatherman um, I really remember because... I think he might be the first weatherman period for me because on the I Today re- Show... See, before, I remember that Willard Scott guy that okay. was so okay goofy okay That's i just fair. remember him being so goofy yeah. and then i found out that he was actually ronald mcdonald <laughs> um back in the day and then i think uh-huh. but no like al definitely came onto the scene and like took over took over had a whole glow up and like has mm-hmm. been rocking it out and he's been the staple at today for i mean he's been the one that has stood the test of time i think he's been the, know, i think he's the longest Katie, one beyond there meredith now. matt all of them, Savannah, yeah. Natalie, all of them. He's the one that has been there, um, and so major shout out to him and prayers to his family, and that he kind of he gets through this as soon as possible, and wish him a safe and speedy recovery. Yeah, so that's what I woo child to the cancer because fuck cancer. That's just it fuck is cancer. what it is. Um, okay, what do you have, baby? It's so funny that I'm actually bringing this because first, before I get to my first segment, I actually want to do a quick aside. You had me watching. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean this week. Yes. What did you think? Uh, I, so first off, everyone needs to be aware that we did not start from the beginning. We kind of duck and no. dived in and out of the whole series. And so from the two well, movies that you watched, good job to have me watch Dead Men Tell No Tales watched, and Stranger Ties. Yes. Um, did you like one better than the other? No. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I did not. And what did you think of the two movies? I as thought a whole? it was fine. I thought. You know, clearly this is fun and silly. This is a nice little silly film. Um, this is something that, you know, it's cute. It's it's a lot of um, action. It is. It's an action adventure I think that's one thing movie. I'm learning about you. You really like to see a lot of action. I do. I do. You, you like to see a lot of get up and go and we're fighting and we're running and... All of that stuff. And again, I think it's a product of just our circumstances right now. Because I can get into like the procedural dramas and the like the big little lies and stuff like that too. But just right now, I need something to like make me feel alive, darling. <laughs> Is that it? Yes. <laughs> well, anyway, so yes, you had me watching those. And I, it, like I said, it's fine. But what was such a coincidence is that we were watching that this week. And then at the end of this week, we come to oh, learn. Yes. That Johnny Depp has actually been asked to resign from um, the new um, Fantastic Beasts film. The third, the third. Yeah. Film. Uh, so this this week we learned that Johnny Depp was actually asked to step aside by Warner Brothers, and he agreed. Uh, and and he, you know, he respectfully did and said, "I'm going to step aside 
um, after learning that he had lost a um, court case. A libel court case. Um, in regards to his, um, that was basically uh, in regards to his relationship with his ex-wife, Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were details and there were stories out there saying that Johnny Depp was abusive to Heard, um, his ex-wife, and he actually sued the son for a libel. Which is a UK magazine, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Now, what is interesting about this, what is interesting about this, is that he kind of took a, he took to Instagram to talk a little bit about the the entire situation. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I want to read to you what he wrote. I've been humbled and moved by your many messages of love and concern, particularly over the last few days. Secondly, I wish to let you know that I've been asked to resign by Warner Brothers from my role as Grindelwald? Yeah, Grindelwald. Okay, Grindelwald and Fantastic Beasts, and I I have respected and agreed to that request. Finally, I wish to say this. The surreal judgment of the court in the UK will not change my fight to tell the truth, and I confirm that I plan to appeal. My resolve remains strong, and I intend to prove that the allegations against me are false. My life and career will not be defined by this moment in time. Thank you for reading. Now, I heard about this a while back. Well, this is all the way stemming back from 2017. Yeah. Um, there, there were stories saying that Johnny Depp was abusive um, to Amber Heard and that there were, there were certain stories out there. There was a situation that actually did happen in the in public mm-hmm. with like like a glass of water or something between him and Amber. Now, all of this being said, he went and sued the son for libel. He ended up losing that case. Based on what, I'm not actually sure. Right, I feel like that there might now. be some there might be some information out there that we're just not privy to. Um that might come up maybe in a later court date or in a later case. I'm not re- I don't know. But he is he is sticking to his guns. Now, I think anybody else out there in the field would tell Johnny Depp to kind of just take his nut like take the blow and keep it moving and stay quiet about it, but he is maintaining his innocence in this. What do you think? What do you think is this is is he taking the right road here or should he just kind of like lay low? Um, I think he's taking the right road. I think that, again, we have to look back at cases like, for example, the whole Aziz Ansari case. That was a, something in not necessarily the same vein, but sort of the same mm-hmm. atmosphere. And how okay. and Aziz, Aziz was vindicated, you know, and he like was. how that happened. So what I would say is, is that. When we talk about the court case, I would I have not read what the magazine actually put out. So I mean, when you when you talk about law, it's not about necessarily proving something happened or proving something didn't happen. It depends on what the magazine said. Like if the, what the magazine said was factually accurate, it could have been, oh well, we've heard rumors of so and so, blah blah blah, and that's factually accurate, which means you suing that magazine, you would not win that. So I don't know that. I've been, I've heard about allegations yeah. of Amber and Johnny since 2017 on both sides. Yeah, because he did also accuse he her saying that of, Amber was the violent. He he also accused her of being violent. Right. So I feel like what we have here is another he said she said. Obviously, in these domestic violence and sexual assault allegations and cases, you always err on the side of the victim. I mean, I feel like that's the way to go because why yeah. else would she be doing this? Now she did. I will put this out there. She did testify in this in this court case. Yes, she yes. came and she testified on behalf of the son to say 
yes, these these accusations are correct. Um, in her testimony, this is some of the things that she shared. He demeaned me anytime I tried to wear anything that I could be seen that could be seen as sexy, calling me a whore, slut, fame hungry, and an attention whore. It got worse over time. He started saying things like, "Well, I'm going to have to watch you get raped, and I hope you get railed by a bunch of effing fellas." That's verbal abuse. That's absolutely verbal now, abuse. Ooh, ooh, wait. Allegedly. And then sometimes he would use racial epithets about about certain men um, that I would be or, or that, that she would be or deserve to be assaulted by. Oh, I want to know a little bit more about that. Because that definitely might I think what, take, take a turn. <laughs> that might definitely take a turn. Won't well, well, be well. no more pirates. Okay? I think what, again, what makes this so tricky is that, number one, usually in a lot of these cases that you have um, sexual assault, there's someone to corroborate the statement, to corroborate the victim's statement or something to make it, you know, much more valid. Not to say that her statements are invalid because they're definitely not, but I just keep thinking of, like, another example on the opposite side, Brett Kavanaugh, like... I mean, there were plenty of women who came out and accused him, but what did nothing happen? Yeah, it was a he said, she said. Right, and this is sort of this in a similar vein. So I mean, I feel like it's so wonky. They are be- they are both throwing out a lot of crazy I need to do more stuff. Research. Yeah, they're throwing out so much crazy stuff in this, and I am I'm definitely concerned. Yeah, I don't know if it's actually even worth moving forward with Johnny. Like at this point, he. He accused her or one of her friends of defecating in their bed huh? at their home. She's accused him of putting raw meat in some of her clothing and some of her like evening gowns for like events and things like that. There just seems to be a lot going on here. Child. And I'm I'm nervous. Like I don't know, Johnny, if you really want to get all of this out there in the open, maybe it might be best to lay low and protect what legacy you do have i want to hear i i disagree i want to hear if you if johnny if you have proof and can circumvent or not circumvent but it can corroborate your statements i want to hear i want to hear because i mean again from what i've read I mean, he's already i mean he's already lost this first case like but this is he, just a lie this is this is not a civil case or a, a criminal case this i mean is but just a liable that, like case. do you think that i mean come on like if the if this is some like if this is your first turn it bad and like they're saying especially against the tabloid and they're being like no like well and that's the other thing that makes me kind of weary is because it's a tabloid so i mean it's not necessarily well, the tabloid one honey so i don't know they did yeah so i, I, I want to hear more i want to hear more from both like <laughs> let's get this settled and solved and if Child. amber was right then johnny you need to be removed from all of the movies and that's what i'm saying like let's rock. just like, let's just keep it low. Like, let's just... But, I mean, it's not going to go away. Like, if he keeps it low and, like, she continues to go on, obviously she wants some sort I think of re- legal be. recourse. I, th- I think that he could... I, You know what? So what is she getting out of this by saying all of this I now? don't know what, what she it... wants, but he needs to figure out what she wants because, like I said, it's 2020 now. This right. stuff started... In 2017. Start, it's, yeah, we started hearing about this. They got married in 2015. It, you know, a couple years after that... Wasn't it The Tourist, the movie they were both in? The Tourist? Maybe That's I don't, I'm not really sure, okay. but um, what I'm saying is, is like there hasn't been the cultural call to 
cancel Johnny Depp. Right. And I think that, hey, this this thing, from what I'm reading right now, now that I'm going into it, it looks like it could really go, it could really be bad. Good. And if it's true, then it needs to be bad. And, and all he needs that pirate's to be money, shut down. All that pirate's money, all that... Um, what music you can do about that? It's been shot, filmed royalties and all of that but i mean they could prevent him from being in future that's what i'm saying yeah yeah like let's just i don't know okay well it's definitely a (laughs) wu-chow moment for sure okay and just for the record if amber is correct and and this is what's happening then johnny needs to be prosecuted and held responsible absolutely so okay what else you got because that's all i had i told you it's a skinny skinny week honey what else you got (laughs) You know what we're gonna talk about? We're gonna talk about your skinny week. Um, that's that's a term that you never heard that term. No. Okay. Well, I want to talk about um, wife swap, as I like to call it, over <laughs> the at Bachelorette. the Bachelorette. Okay. <laughs> I so I actually watched this episode because it was on this past week, and I just randomly switched to it. And I was like, "Oh, what's going on here?" You and have saw what such happened. interesting taste. You I, it was very between random. Rick and Morty, and then the Bachelorette. But very random but go ahead I'll, I'll, I'll provide my commentary well okay anyway so as 2020 has already shown us it this is um a year of first and it's a lot of different things going on um with this particular show the bachelorette we all know i mean this show has been on for decades this is the first time that they've actually had to pull a switch at the last minute for the Bachelorette, all right? Claire Crawley, who was announced as the Bachelorette back in early March, um, has now been replaced mid-season with another Bachelorette. That's correct. Miss Tasia Adams has now become the new Bachelorette in this season. Now, if you haven't been following the show, I'm going to give you a quick a, a quick and dirty of what's been going say, on. Yeah, give a quick recap. So... Claire, who um, Claire, who was recently announced as the Bachelorette, had started filming the show with the men. Now, because of COVID, they halted production. They halted production for uh, a few weeks. Now, during this time, Claire had access to her phone. In in usual years, um, because they would be filming once they start filming, all contestants, both the Bachelorette and all of the other contestants, do not have access to electronics laptops, all of that stuff. But because they did halt production, all of those contestants re- were able to get back use of their phone. Now, during this time, allegedly, Claire made use of social media and began to look up some of the men on social media that she had already met or that she knew that which were going to be Which is smart to me. Like, yeah, which is like a smart... Yeah, let me do a little Nancy Drew and see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I would do that too. Yeah. Um, and so so she she used some of that phone to kind of figure out like some of what some of the guys were about. Now, what ABC and what the what the franchise is basically saying is that, you know, while this is not while this is not procedure, um, she kind of she got like a little bit of a upper hand um, in coming into the season. With that, within the very first couple of weeks of filming, she had laser focused on this guy. Um, named Dale. Dale Moss. Dale Moss, who she really was, I mean, head over heels. I mean, Dale about. was cute. Okay. I looked at Dale. I said, okay, yeah, I'm not mad at her. I mean, but you have what? You have, what, 20 other guys 
um, that are there ready to meet you and learn about you and all of those things. But unfortunately, Claire and Dale laser focused in on each other. And at that point decided that Claire had found the one for her. Um, it's very interesting because once again, guys, this is only just a few weeks after they came back to film. Okay. Now with Del Moss, he was saying that, you know, the chemistry was very obvious. Um, they definitely did like each other. There, a lot of the other male contestants were upset about uh, that. And they thought that so. that wasn't, you know, it wasn't cool. She was putting all her time towards him, all of those things. At that point, Claire decided that she were she was her and Dale that that's who she wanted to move forward with, and so ABC made the executive decision to bring Tasia in um, into this new episode, and so now Tasia is going to be taking over the role of the Bachelorette for the remainder of the season. And just I've be, never seen anything like this for the show. Yeah, it's definitely to be clear, like she chose to leave. Like ABC didn't. Yeah, just no, they weren't like you her. have to go, but she was like, she was like, okay, hey, I'm, I found my man. She was like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. good on this. <laughs> I'm Gucci. Um, now what ABC is saying though, is that, you know, this definitely is not the way that we do things. Um, that because they do think that, 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 that period in which they were not filming, um, played a part. They it definitely played a part and they can neither confirm nor deny. And Claire has not of whether or not that there was contact between that time of filming was Claire using social media to reach out to any of the guys. Did she contact any of the guys? Was any of that happening during that period in which they were not filming? Mm -hmm. I guess, to be honest, we'll never know. Uh, but it sounds like ABC is moving forward and said, you know, love don't stop no show. We're going to continue and bring someone else in. Now, Claire, I think we will... This is not going to be the last that no, we see of her. because a follow-up. She's going to yeah. be brought back later mm -hmm. on, um, and we're going to see how her and Dale play out, mm -hmm. um, as well as... Uh, Tasia and her quest for love. And so it looks like this year we're getting two for the price of one. I mean, well, I saw, so after I watched that episode, because it was like the very end of the episode is what I caught. Mm -hmm. And I, after that aired, there was a follow-up that showed like that they're, Dale and Dale and Claire are happy as can be. And they saw her wearing a ring. Unbothered. She had a ring on. Yeah. She's engaged. So she's absolutely okay. engaged. Um, however, I also do want to say Tasia is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. She is very beautiful. Very beautiful. Smart. And I'm excited for her. This is what now the second black bachelorette. So good for her. Yeah. She's very, she's a very smart uh, woman. She's actually a phlebotomist. Um, so shout out to her um, in the medical field. I love it. Yeah. Woo chow. That's all I got to say. I mean, good for her. I don't really watch The Bachelorette, so... Yeah, it's definitely a Wu Chow moment for me. We'll see exactly how the rest of this goes this <laughs> season. But um, I hope she finds... Now, I do... The one thing I will ABC say is, is that I hope... making moves, honey. She they finds like, someone. Make moves. Yeah, I hope that she finds someone at the end of this season as well. So, I mean, I don't want her to Well, be... only hope. I mean, she's coming into a house full of jaded guys who felt like they were chopped liver next to Dale. So, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And She's also much younger than Claire. Yeah, Claire was 39. And Tasia at the time of filming was 29. So a 10-year difference. But I mean, like, there's a good... From what that's, I saw, there's a good mix of guys oof. in age ranges. So, I mean... That's going to be interesting. I don't... I'm, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's take a break. 
Okay, and then we're going to come back and you are going to share with us a spill segment, sir. Yes, so we'll be right back. All right. Hello. We're going to get you lyrics.com. We'll get you the words to that. What? The song, the positions, so that we can uh, know the I words. Don't, I don't even know if I need the lyrics because I. we'll talk about it, but... Ariana don't even know what she's saying. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, everybody. We're back with our spill segment. Yes. Um, and we're going to talk about a topic uh, that was actually Trent's idea, but um, it's called Zodiac Signs. I brought uh, this to the... I brought this to production years ago. What's the... Um, and this, and it's funny that this... We're doing this now because I had, I had pitched this uh-huh. segment... I feel like years ago, and it was thrown out, and it was told it was off base, off kilter, not on brand, not on message. And it's funny now that I we're doing it now. Well, I was told by production none of those things. I was told this was called an evergreen topic, which means it could be done at any time. So while it didn't fit into that space when you wanted to do it, it was evergreen, which means that it could be done anytime. Insist to why we're doing it now, but you yeah. know details, details. Okay. Uh, okay anyways so what's what's the, what i was going to ask you sing a little bit for me because i feel like this is going to be the intro music to this beyonce signs sing that i don't song. know that you, you what you mean you don't know i don't pisces virgo you know what i've heard that song i don't know it serious oh i've heard it i don't know it you sound like you're singing it for Oh. That's good. Okay. American Idol. <laughs> uh, the, no. voice. <laughs> the Voice. This is The Voice. This is The Voice. <laughs> All right. So what we want to talk about is just our Zodiac signs. Do we yeah. agree with them? Do we believe in them? And what are some traits and or qualities that you think stick out from your Zodiac sign? That I think it's important you? first to know that you are not a Zodiac person. Oh, right? no, no. We're going to get into that. I am not a Zodiac person. And I'm not really either. I never have been. I mean... You know what my old man is like. He loves that zodiac shit. He, you know, he's weird like that. Really? Mm-hmm. I would have never pegged he's, him. He got a whole book on the shit. He does say Gemini quite a bit though. Yeah, he has it's a whole okay. book on it. He, um, I remember like one of our first like first times like hanging out. He just started kind of going down this deep dive of like zodiac. Of your zodiac sign or just um, I can't remember, but it was just like, oh, okay, you're really into this. Um, and so I think through that, I've started to maybe pay attention to some things a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, I'm almost as well as like with that belief that it could be anything. It could be this could be anybody. Um, but now that I'm like, look, I've actually pulled my stuff up. There are some. There are definitely some things that are there that I'm like, yeah, that's me. So, on a whole, is this something that you believe or are into? Or is it just sort of like, oh, if I see it, I may look at it, but I'll never seek it out and or search Yeah, for me, it's very, like, fashionable, social. Right. Like, to do. Like, I don't get up in the morning and, like, read my horoscope. Or I don't pray to a moon or (laughs) get the crystals or look at my lucky nut like i don't do none of that no but it's just very like oh yeah i'm a pisces oh yeah i'm a pisces so blah 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 you know (laughs) like that kind of thing it's very like conversational so now what are so you are a pisces so what are some of the qualities of your zodiac sign that you agree with well okay so like all right for instance right so like 
I'm looking at this now, and we're like on, we're doing this astrology zodiac signs.com. Um, it says the strengths of Pisces is that they're compassionate, artistic, intuitive, gentle, wise, and musical. Yes, I think yes. all of that's true. Um, so for mine, I'm a sad, we're going to kind of go back and forth here. So okay. I'm a Sagittarius. And my strengths are generous, idealistic, and great sense of humor. Mm. Wait, what? <laughs> one more time. No, just one more time. Let's do it one more time. Oh, you shady let's just, bitch. Let's just take that again. <laughs> y'all y'all going to see. We're going to reset. Trent said, mm, wait a minute. We're going to reset. Give it to me one more time. Let's go. No, so mine are generous, idealistic, and great sense of humor. I think most of those, I, I definitely think idealistic because I am always looking and searching for like that idea that's going to be like great. That's going to okay. be like boom, boom, boom and wanting to get going. Uh, generous. I definitely think I am generous. I think I am generous to the fact of, uh, I, I, I want the best for people. You know, I, I, I care deeply. The one of the things I think that fits that and that you always insider joke, but whenever I say like, I want to hang out, like, Oh, I want a whole day. I don't want just a couple of hours. Like yeah. I want to be generous with my time and like actually spend time with other people and let that be the connection. Um, the great sense of humor. I think my humor is very specific. Okay. Uh, I, I, I think I have a good sense of humor and I know how to take a joke. I yeah. know how to, you know, I'm quick with it as well. I can give it, give it back to you just as much as I can give it to um, take it. Uh, but I'm not a comedian. I'm, no com- I'm nobody's comedian or anything like that. So, I mean, okay. two out of the three, I guess. Okay. I felt like, yeah, I felt like all amounts were pretty... Say Much yours there. again. Compassionate, artistic, intuitive, gentle, wise, and musical. For the most part, there's a couple in there that I'm like, ah. There Which are some. Ones? There are some that are stronger than others. Which ones there are you kind of like? Mm. Say them again. <laughs> Compassionate. Check. Artistic. Check. Intuitive. That's my. Mm. You don't think I'm intuitive? I don't think I, I don't. I didn't say that you're not intuitive. Wait. I just think that that's not one of your stronger qualities. What are the other ones? Okay. Gentle. Yes. Wise. Mm. Yes. Let's just. And, and I mean, musical is the biggest one, obviously. So artistic and compassionate. I, I feel I like artistic and music go together. But yeah. And okay. compassionate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. What about weaknesses? You go first, since I'll okay. go first with that. So my weaknesses. It says promises more that can more than can deliver. Very impatient. Ooh. Will say anything, no matter how undiplomatic. Obviously, I don't. The only one I agree with that is that I can be impatient at times. Yes, you definitely can I be. I can definitely be impatient. Um, and then the last one I think also hit true. Will say anything, no matter how undiplomatic. Sometimes. How? When you when you feel like you have the license to say like certain things, like you just yeah. I don't think that's what that means. When, because looking at the undiplomatic, I I think it means we'll say it no matter how morally or value orientedly wrong it is, and I don't. Do no, that. I don't think it means that's that. What when I I'm thinking diplomatic, I'm thinking it's like no matter how. Um, oh, or maybe like you have no filter, like yes, very, uh, okay, exactly. That's yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this also fits another one of our friends to a T. That's who has definitely the same birthday you. as me. That, yeah, that is true. <laughs> that, that definitely fits to a T. Yeah, so I so think that yeah. that's spot on. 
Yeah, I, I, and I'm, and I am, I am working because I think I am in the very weird space because I am very um, aware of the fact that I don't have a filter, but I'm trying to put it in a sense of it's different to be be mean for the sake of being mean or don't or, you know being nasty for the sake of being nasty no matter what but it's different I, I feel like my unfilteredness always comes with a point i think if we're talking so to provide a situation so say you and i this is where the compassionate and the unfilteredness kind of butt heads a little bit i think if we were um mentoring a friend you would be the friend who would be compassionate and hand-holded and walk them through i would be the friend to be like look this is what the shit is here's what we need to do how can we yeah. get going like there's no filter i, I have no time to handhold we want pro we, we need we need progress we need action which goes back to the like impatience that. yes yes so so in that sense i definitely agree with yeah that. all right what are your weaknesses um fearful okay. overly trusting yes um, sad. I don't know about that. No. This desire to escape reality. Yes. Can be a victim or a martyr. Hmm. What do you think about this? Yeah, I think a lot of this is true. You think a lot of this is true? Um, yeah. I can be very scary sometimes. I can be very fearful. Um, and definitely overly trusting of people. I think that that is just. I think you're getting better at that, though, of not being overly trusting. No, you don't I think, think so? That. Yeah, I don't think I'm sad. No. Um. Well, this week you. I, what? You, you definitely were a little down. Why do you feel like I was down? Because I didn't see you for three days straight. And we live in the same house. <laughs> <laughs> and you think that that's because I, I was, was worried. I had to, y'all had to come do like a quality check. Well, no, I think sometimes I can just be very, I've tried to be more protective of my own energy. And if I know that my energy is not right, I try to get it right. Um, Because, you know, sometimes. I mean, sadness can manifest in a lot of different forms. Well, hey, Um, desire to escape reality. I think that that is very true. I'm definitely a daydreamer. I'm always thinking about stuff. Yeah. I see. I find that weird because of the TV shows that you watch. Like you watch so many realistic like real life things i wouldn't picture but i know it's not true but like i mean mean, these are true like seduced and i mean yeah but like i mean but that's it's not my reality so desire to escape reality so yeah and then can be a victim or a martyr i think sometimes i do like to be um a martyr sometimes i can give me an example do that i think that sometimes i'll be like oh i'll just i'll take this one for the team or (laughs) you know things like that and just kind of be that like self-sacrificing person um in hopes for like you know but for people to look at me and be like oh you know like he's just so great like but doesn't being the other path of being a martyr means you have to go against what people don't like no i don't think that like, don't make this person a martyr because then he'll just get more credit for it than what is necessary. And that, I don't think you necessarily... I, I agree with the fact that you you do take one for the... quote-unquote, try to take one for the team. I guess if, like, there's something that somebody doesn't want to do, but nobody's ever against you in that. No, I don't think anybody's ever against me. It's just, like, I I try to... 
I think that I'm I'm very comfortable stepping into okay. that role, and I and I need to be more mindful of that. But That's fair. But yeah, I think a lot of these once again are spot on. Yeah, I am a I am a textbook Pisces. So wait, wait, wait. So let's so let's just do the likes and the dislikes, and then we can stop. But because I, I I do want to. Well, I have some questions for you. Okay, cool. So Sagittarius likes freedom, travel, philosophy, and being outdoors. That's me. Too. That's spot on. That's, That's you. Spot on. Yeah. That is spot on. Uh, what about you? Um, what are your Pisces likes? <laughs> being alone. Hence. Why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Um, sleeping. Wait, it says sleeping? It says sleeping. Okay. <laughs> being alone, sleeping, music, romance, visual media, swimming, and spiritual themes. I think everything but swimming. I I love swimming. I've never seen you swimming. You've never seen me. No, yes. So you have not seen me. Never seen you swim. Actually, you know what? To be honest with you, I love swimming, and this is like a full spill like moment. I have not swam in years. I was gonna say, when was the last time you swam? I have not felt comfortable with my body to get like out in the pool, like in a public pool, and like. To be even out. when we go to the beach, even like you hardly beach. ever go to the water. I, I, the water. But I, I really do want to badly. Why? I love swimming. I do love swimming. I really do. I enjoy it a lot. Okay. But I just, because I don't feel comfortable getting out there, um, I, I just don't do it. But that is one thing that I really do enjoy. Um, all of these, once again, are spot on. Those are scary. I mean, being alone, we just talked about this. Like, yes. yeah, I have to make sure that my energy is right. Um, and so if that means I need to be holed up in one wing of the house for days on end, flex. that's fine. <laughs> um, Come you know, on, it has flex. everything. I have an office here in that wing and I have everything I need. Um, I so it's not a problem. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're a mess. No, I joking. love it. I'm joking. But sleeping for sure. I mean, everyone who knows me knows that I love yeah. to sleep. That's a very important part of my day. Music. I love. I love romance. Yes. I love the whisk. Away I like romance. Like too, all of that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, all of that is true for me. Okay, so dislikes. Sagittarius, clingy people, being constrained, off the wall theories, details. I don't agree with all of these. I don't have. I'm. I'm. Not, I don't dislike clingy people. I mean, like if I like you, I like you. That just kind of is what it is. You, okay. Do you, okay, I'll give you. I'll let you do your piece in a moment. Being constrained, I think I agree with that. Off the wall theories is probably my strongest one. I hate off the wall theories, especially ones that are not based in any types of facts or substantiated by anything that is real. Like, don't come at me. That's why it goes with arguments and everything. Like, don't come at me with a whimsical argument that you have nothing to back it up with, because mm-hmm. I will destroy you. Yeah. And then details. I love details. I feel like details are. Yeah, I was about to say. I think that you like details. I think I'm a very like, detail oriented person. Yeah, yeah, you are a very big detail person. So, so I don't, I don't know if that's that. true. Okay, what are your dislikes? Know it alls. Uh, <laughs> and you wonder why we're friends. Right. Like how? Um, being criticized. That's true. That's very true. That's being. You um, get very defensive when you get criticized. I don't think so. You absolutely. I don't think do. so. You know what I think it is. I don't. What I, I I think I can take criticism. What I don't like is being told what to do. 
that's fair, but I don't think that's criticism. That's more bossy. Um, so I, I I can't I can't deal with someone telling me what not like, and that that part of me is like a child in that sense. Like if you tell me to do something, I will do the exact opposite. opposite. Yeah, just because. Yeah. Um, the past coming back to haunt. That's scary. Yeah, I don't know scary. what that means. Um, let me think about that one. I think that that could be true. Yes. Yeah, that is true. So actually. maybe like old actions coming old back. Old actions up that I've done. I've done a lot of wrong. Kicked you in the ass. I've done a lot of wrong in my life. <laughs> um, and then cruelty of any kind, I just cannot get beyond. Yeah. Um, it's definitely an issue for me. Being criticized, I want to think about that one a little bit more. Because I feel like I, I'm getting better at taking criticism. But mm. I always do have a snappy comeback. Like if you were from, as long as I've known you... Unless it's like in a professional, se- well, I okay, I'm not. Never mind. What? No, say it. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say in a professional setting, I think you handle criticism much better, but that's not true. Um, I think sometimes I can, but I think in my current professional setting, no, because I don't. I don't know if it's always founded on the truth. I feel like it's always founded on like one perspective, but. I think that I can, ta- I can still take pieces from that. Okay. I think that that's my thing with criticism. It's like I feel like when I receive criticism, I like to pick and choose what I want out, out of, of it, yeah. and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna take this and this, and I'm gonna work on those things. But this other stuff that you're saying is completely like unfounded, crazy, off the wall, and you're delusional. <laughs> but but that's part of criticism. Like I mean. It's your right to take what you want from that critic because criticism is just an opinion. It's and not maybe based it's, in fact. You know fact. what? Maybe it's constructive criticism. And it might that be I constructive. Like. Yeah. And it's just like you know, criticism that's not constructive. Um, it might be the one I have an issue with. That's fair. So okay, that's fair. Clearly, as you tried to tell me that I can't, and I'm fighting you whether or not I can right. take criticism. <laughs> you can take criticism. Like, that's not true. Oh, <laughs> uh, what questions did you have? Well, okay, so for instance, right? So, like, let's do love and compatibility, right? So, like, let's go down and let's talk a little bit about that, okay? Um, we've already clearly mean, you know, I love romance, mm-hmm. right? I do too. Um, and there are certain, you know, vibes and things that I feel like I can be a really good match with. Do you feel like that there's a certain sign that's like out there for you that you do usually mesh really well with romantically? No. Um, and this is where I think I deviate from the Zodiac uh, signs. I I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I don't think that there are... I've dated all types of people, all different types of signs and stuff. And what I think I can't stand or don't tolerate is people who blame their bad behavior on their Zodiac mm. sign. That, to me, is a no-no. I mean, if you're a trash person, you're a trash person regardless. It doesn't matter if you're a Scorpio or a Gemini or um, a Leo or whatever. You know, I mean, like, yeah, you're a trash person. That just is what it is. However, I will say, I can't tell you who I do match with, but I can tell you who I've had the most problems with. Uh-oh. I've had the most problems with Scorpios. Oh, Scorpios. Yes. I have some friends who are Scorpios. That's funny. Okay. But I've had the most problems with Scorpios. And, it's and you happened, are a Sagittarius? I'm a Sagittarius. Okay. That's funny because 
Um, Scorpios are, I really mesh well. Uh, apparently, according to this, hmm. Pisces and Scorpios are oh, like. I didn't even look at the sheet. Really nice together. I Where mean, did you see that at? Um, so if you go down to, um, what is it? It's the. Oh, mine says Taurus. Oh, okay. What is a Taurus? The Taurus is, isn't that like May? I don't know. I think it's May. Um, if I'll look I'm not it mistaken. up. Keep going with yours. Um, so, but yeah, like for me, the Scorpio is one that's like showing a lot of like, of oh, Taurus as well, apparently. Maybe who made oh, this is a Taurus. Yeah, it's May through April. Or it end date is May 20th, start date is April 19th for Taurus. Yeah. But I mean, apparently like Scorpio and Taurus for me are also like really strong. Um, it ca- This kind of breaks it down into like, Sexual uh, intimacy and compatibility and trust and communication and intellect, emotions. And I start to hit really hard on those things. Um, what's funny for me is that uh, my old man is a Gemini. <laughs> we are. It says somehow we are not that compatible. Um, it says that we have... There's a good thing that Geminis possess a lot of creativity. And I also do as well. And so that's a good thing. But outside of that, there's really not a lot that we have here. It says mine are Aries. My compatible signs are Aries, Leo, Libra, and Aquarius. And then my love match is a Taurus. Mm. So I don't know much about it. Like I said, again, at the end of the day, this only holds so much weight. You still The burden of being a decent human being still falls on each individual, regardless of zodiac signs. So yeah. no matter what your what it says your traits and or characteristics are, you can always be a good human being. Now, do you have when when you think about like the people in your life, like who do you have like do you have like a lot of a certain sign? No. I have oh, a lot of Gemini's in my life. So both of my parents are hold on i have to see yeah my signs uh that i should consider compatible signs are taurus cancer scorpio and capricorn uh aquarius oh oh, well that makes perfect sense wow (laughs) so it said my compatible sign was an aquarius both my parents are aquarius oh okay so that would make sense um, and then my sister's birthday's in October, my brother's birthday's in September, so we're kind of all across the board. My mom is a Gemini, my dad was a Capricorn. That's January, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. No, my dad was actually an Aquarius. Oh. I'm looking up. A Lib- Libra, that was the other sign, my sister is a Libra. Okay. But we we butt heads a lot. Uh, this is very interesting. So yeah. So I don't know. I think for me, I mean, according to this, I'm a textbook Pisces, and that's completely fine with me. I have no issues with that. But I think one of the things that you said that I just want to reiterate is that I think sometimes people do use those signs to make excuses for themselves, as you said. Right. And. I just don't, I don't want that to be me, you know? I don't want that to be... Nobody should want that to uh, be them. A conversation about, well, I'm a Pisces, and so you got, you know, don't don't come to me with the criticism. Right. <laughs> but I think, I mean, it does, it does provide a, a nice lens, at least for you to look on introspectively, right? Like, what are those yeah. things that you should work on or fix? 
Um, I agree. So I think that that's what I'm taking from this. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up this segment then. Um, let's take another break, and when we come back, we will have a lightning fast fizz or flat. We'll be right back. Okay, I can take this show to the next level if you would let me. If you would let me. <laughs> no, okay, come on. When are you ready? I've been recording. Oh, hey. Hey, hey girl. <laughs> hey, baby girl. Hey, baby um, girl. No, we are She's back. Fake is press on nails. <laughs> I started getting buck wild in the jacuzzi with a backup dancer. <laughs> hey, y'all. So we are back now, and it is time for Fizz or Flat. Yes. Um, Fizz or Flat is our signature segment here at Cold Pop. It's where we get to go over the top moments in pop culture and give them a fizz if we're feeling them and a flat if we're not. Marcus, what do you have up first? Uh, what I have up first, the first thing I want to say is this Mad Dog 2020 is making me hot. I, I <laughs> told you not to drink that. I am like, pop the molly, I'm sweating. I have no I don't know I, what's happening. I really asked you, and I asked you before this but show I, it started. It doesn't I said, taste bad. I said, please do not drink it that. It doesn't taste bad. I mixed it with some, like, uh, one of those melon bubblies. Child, Mad Dog is not a sponsor of this podcast. It's not. <laughs> please do not. Um, okay, my first fizz or flat goes to Beyonce, who is the cover star for December 2020 British Vogue, UK Vogue. And the photos have been circulating around, and more were just released, and it's hot. It's hot. It's fire. It's lit. Yeah. It's whatever you want to call it. My favorite photo by far is one of the covers where she has her leg up in the air, and then the other cover where she has a dress on, but her full back is exposed, and she has on that, like, booty chain. And I said, girl, you Ooh. better be out here doing it. <laughs> you better be out here with this booty chain. So, so you are a fan. It's a fizz for me. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Beyonce. It's definitely a fizz for me as well. I think she looks great. Um, I love the embracing of all. I mean, this is this is quintessential textbook yes. Beyonce. Like the embracing of those curves and just showing us exactly in high fashion magazines what a black woman's you know body looks like and embracing that mm -hmm. um and kind of dispelling those ideas of like you know what's what's considered to be beautiful or high fashion right. and all of that so definitely a fist for me as well um i think this is also the only the second time in vogue's history that a black photographer has shot the cover really and the first one was beyonce as well Really? So she's employed two black photographers that now to shoot her crazy cover. Crazy to me. Shoot her covers. The first one was a boy, a young boy, and this one's a young late, a young woman. And so shout out to both photographers and shout out to Beyonce for creating space for young create black creatives to get up in this world. That to me that's that is sad, number one. Um, but okay, great. Yeah. But it's fizz for me. So. Yeah, a fizz for me as well. What else you got? Okay, I have to talk about this. So, um, on TikTok, I started to oh, God. <laughs> learn a little bit more about this Ratatouille. You're gonna TikTok have homework this week, musical, now, or this week. Um, this is this is crazy to me, and it's just like. So, well, let me just get into it first, and then I'll kind of give my my spiel on it, but. TikTok uh, has come together and all of the content creators on TikTok and viewers and fans have come together 
to start this movement of Ratatouille the musical. Um, and so over the past few months, a lot of singers, artists, costumers, people on TikTok have come together to start creating and curating this full out musical. Um, it started as just kind of like a joke of like Ratatouille should be a musical right. on Broadway and we should see it. And then there started to be a lot of momentum behind it. Um, people are now taking to uh, the the social media um, site to do their own versions of music, writing music, producing music, yeah, I've seen some good lyrics, ones. all of these things. So um, a couple of the TikTokers that have been named in this, Daniel, Daniel Mertz Luft, uh, was one of the people who started with um, an ode to Remy. Um, and then E underscore Jax um, as well have been creating these like amazing songs. Now, what this has started to kind of pile on top of are people are now creating costumes. People are creating merchandise <laughs> for design. this. Set design. Choreography. Lighting, choreography. A musical. I mean, basically. there are dramaturgs that are getting in on this you have to, if you are not on TikTok or if you are on TikTok, at least go and check out this. I mean, it's just, for me, it is, who's like a musical theater nerd, this is just so cool about all of these artists coming together um, while we are in quarantine, right? Like, what else is there to do? Um, to just create something and, like, collaborate with each other. Like, people who have never met each other are, like, collaborating on these, like, music like on this music and on the songs and orchestration it is so next level can you sing a song or, or, or snip it an excerpt of a song Ugh. one of your favorite songs i mean that so the title song no i don't want to sing it i don't Come think on, I, yes. I don't think i'll do it justice sing because i don't it. know but like sing it um, sing it it's like Come on, audience sing no 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 it. it's like um go ahead and you know what i've never seen ratatouille the show i was just the, damn the it you took my thing because i was going to be like now break the news to everyone that you've never seen i've never seen it no that'll I've be your homework never, this week. i've never seen the um disney film but you know through this i'm kind of learning i'm learning a lot more about it but um one of the songs is like um it's uh how does it go Remy the Ratatouille, the rat of all my dreams. Do 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 It's like, yeah, I don't know the lyrics, Woo! but it's pretty good. But I mean, that is just only one song of several songs that have been created um, as a part of this musical. Now, I'm sh I'm sure at one point the organizers of this, because it's an actual TikTok channel now, Ratatouille the Musical. Um, but they're going to kind of create all of this and put it together, and I can't wait to see the final result. Now, the other thing that I'm a little nervous about, and people kind of keep making jokes about it on TikTok, is like any moment Disney is going to come in with the cease and desist and be well, like, "Well, it's all original music, and be like, so they can't." Well, I think because it's like the likeness of Remy is used in some of the material, and like you know some of this stuff, and like actual uh, words from the movie are being kind of dealt, you know, woven into the lyrics and things like that. I think that there could be some rights issues with that, but um, I, I think Disney has an opportunity to do something really great and incredible with this 
that will kind of go on. Like this could be to me, this could be so next level because it brings in so many different people from all over the world. Um, it could it could be really great. What if it would turned out to be a crowd funded musical that actually ended up on Broadway? I would totally be down. I would put money to it. I would go see it on Broadway. I think it's I think it's so creative um, that people are doing this and like it's yeah I don't know like people are doing duets and stuff on this TikTok like it's to me it's next level. I'm in love. It's a huge fizz for me. You know, I give it a fizz. You know, I love a good musical, honey. So, so that's a huge fizz. Okay. Yeah. I want you to show me some of these after we're done. Then. I, I definitely will. I, yeah. yes, I will post some stuff as well on, oh, um, yeah, on, on social media on too. Yeah. So y'all can get a vibe and feel for what, what's going on. Well, fizz. Um, the only other thing I had, I just wanted another shout out, another pop star diva doing it big, Ariana Grande. She just released her album Positions this past week, and her single, first single from it, Positions, debuted at number one. And so now this is the third number one for yep. her this year, which breaks a record. Um, so good for her. However, I will say it's very interesting the songs that have reached number one this year okay because wow. i felt like a lot of uh, some of her past work is a little bit better um yeah. don't fight me fight your mom but Ooh. i think dangerous woman is one of her best albums to me okay that's, I, could give me a, I like that that's my it had the right amount of like ballads and r&b pop infused tracks into you was on there uh, every day, sometimes, uh, this let me love you with Lil Wayne. Um, but yeah, I think dangerous woman is her best album, but shout out to her for finally racking up the well-deserved number ones, uh, for a aspiring diva that she is. So I give her a fizz. Yeah. I mean, it's a fizz for me too. I, um, question and like, this is question. not, this is not to do like. You know, oh, she's trying to go into this lane. Do you think that there will be a time? Because what I see Ariana doing is kind of like, I'm not saying that they are anything in similar vocal ability, but almost a Rihanna track of just hitting us with music, 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 music. There's been just album after album after album from Ariana. And I mean, it's all pretty popular and it's doing really well. And it's kind of giving me the same vibe that Rihanna had of just hitting us with like music, 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 music. Um, and I think that there was a little burnout that happened with Rihanna. Do you think Ariana will have that a, that a similar trajectory or? Well, I, so there could be a couple of things to, to go back to your your reference of Rihanna. Um, that was contractual. She wanted to get through her album so that she could do whatever the fuck she wanted to do, which is why we are waiting so long for her most highly anticipated album and wait for when you say she wanted to get through her album what do you mean um rihanna so like she was contra she was contractually obligated to do those seven albums and go with whatever vibe that's why there were so many phases that read that whole what the loud phase where she had red mm -hmm. hair for like a full year and the um the the there, there was another phase the rated r phase uh Good Girl Gone Bad. So like, as a she part of her contract with Rock Nation, she had to do seven albums? Yeah, I, I, I think, and I don't think it was with just Rock Nation. I think it was a partner, a dual uh, record deal with Rock Nation and like Universal Music Group or something like that. Okay. But she was contractually obligated to do so many albums to complete her record deal. 
and now she's out of that, and she can kind of do whatever she wants. So Ariana might be going through the same thing. She could be contractually obligated to do so many, a certain number of albums, which is why she put out Sweetener and Thank You Next so close together. Yeah. She's like, yeah, let's get these bitches out of the way, and I'm going to give you guys a cute little era or a little vibe for each of these albums, and then I can finally mm-hmm. get to the things that I want to do, whether that be acting or maybe you know taking a break from... The, the, the musical part and maybe doing more uh, the, taking a break from the music part and doing more musical related things because Ariana started off as an actress and she can act so I mean maybe I, but we haven't really seen her in much of anything and you wonder why so I mean yeah I think I, that might be a, a thing I don't know I don't know, so, I don't know. But okay this is my my theory I, I could be totally wrong she could have already been finished with her contractual obligations and just doing for the hell of it. But I mean, what else you gonna be, if we're in quarantine, what else are we gonna be doing but putting out music? I mean, I, I guess, yes, but maybe that, I don't know. I mean, in my head, I'm thinking, yes, put out music at a time when we can sit at the time to listen to, oh, right. And promote it. And, Fair. But I, I, I think... Yeah, it just is very interesting that it's like, I feel like I'm just, we're being hit with a lot of music from Ariana, which I'm not complaining. Well, I mean... I'm not complaining about it all, but I, I just don't want us to get into a point where there is, you know... She hasn't had any other spell. albums this year. This is our only album this year. I'm just saying, I feel like, but even... You think at the pace. The pace at okay. which it's all coming out, I think it's okay. just been very she had two albums last fast. year. I think yeah. it's just been very fast. So three albums in a span of two years. Um. So, yeah. I, ooh, I don't know. I think... I, I'll give it a fizz. Um, do you think... Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard this album. Oh, Is it I quality? Have. Is it all quality? It's good. I think, like I said, it's a. Mi- I think I said this last week when I was reviewing it a little bit. It's a mix between, to me, Dangerous Woman and Thank You Next because it has a certain amount of power. Oh, excuse me, not Dangerous Woman. It's a mix between My Everything and Thank You Next to me because it has a mix of R&B and pop hits and the latter half of the album is better than the front half. Yeah, I agree. I love Ariana's voice and I think that she has the ability to make um, she has the, the range. Pardon the Beyonceism here, but she has the ability to make some timeless music. And yeah, I think when a lot of this stuff is being, you know, pumped out at such a rapid rate, it's easy for fans to kind of lose sight and mm-hmm. to savor those, mm-hmm. you know, that dangerous woman, if you will. Right. So. I don't know. That's that would be my only thing about it, but I'll give it a fizz for sure. Time will tell. Okay, that's all I have. You have anything else? No, I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, what are your final thoughts with this episode? I just want to say I am exhausted. I we briefly <laughs> touched on what? this at the beginning. I'm exhausted. Okay. Like this past week has just been. I think it has revealed revelations that we already know about our electoral system and just how our political system and how we do things and that things need to change. Um, Change takes time and you only get change by voting in people that will help advocate on your behalf. So I think at this point, after this election cycle is finally over with, um, I want us to get this pandemic under control and everyone needs a vacation. I need a vacation. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's my takeaway is that I'm exhausted and this is just 
Too much, Tequeets. Too much. Too much. Too much neck. Too much. <laughs> That's me. All right. Okay. Um, Where's your takeaway? My takeaway is that <laughs> it ain't over until it's over. Okay? And that goes for... It's over. <laughs> it ain't over until it's you over. You sound like Effie White. Right. Effie White and Dreamgirls. It's and over. And that's what it is. It's, 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 in regards to the election, it ain't over till it's over. In regards to this Johnny Depp situation, it ain't over until it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless, until you say you're ready for it to be over. Um, well, Bachelorette, too. You know, look... Because Baby thought she was really going to throw a wrench in the game with uh, finding her man two weeks into filming. I don't think but she can. ABC said, it ain't over till it's over. Bring Tasia in. <laughs> what? So that's exactly what we I'm... always keep somebody on standby. Yeah, you always got to have something on standby, and that's what I'm learning. You're always an um, understudy. So, well, with that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Find us thank you. on Instagram. You can find the Cold Pop uh, Podcast on Instagram. At Cold Pop Show, uh, as well as Twitter at Cold Pop Show. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And let us know this past election week, what did you do? How did you feel? What did you, are you saying? Write into us. Let us know at coldpopshow at gmail.com. Um, and if we get any responses, we'll read them. We'll read your letters. But we want to know, how did everyone else feel about this past election? And um, you can find me at Trenton Rashad on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can find me on all socials at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, stay sane. The ratatouille, the and now we'll have Trenton Rashad to sing us out. And we'll catch you guys next we week. Praise you, oh Ratatouille. After he learns to work. Right, lyrics.com. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye, y'all. Bye, pop stars.